The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about the dangerous downside to the wireless revolution. Now, I I don't know about you, but lately I've been bombarded by um, little hints that we should be concerned, or that we shouldn't, um, of, about what's going on in electromagnetic fields around us. In other words, um, there are things like, um, I've been, I was hearing on the radio in L.A. about how one of the politicians is proposing to make all of L.A. Uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> you could go anywhere in L.A., and and you could turn on whatever you want to turn on, and it would work. In other words, you don't have to have your building or presumably even your home, I guess. Uh, I guess it would depend upon how they set it up, But and my guests can perhaps know, tell us more about this. But, uh, but the idea was, in a general sense, the idea was to make all of L.A. Wi-Fi. Now, at first blush, that sounded like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I don't have to worry about, you know, where I am and I can, all my things will work. But then I started thinking, wait a second, that means all of LA is going to become a hot spot, a hot pot of electromagnetic fields, of, of waves that maybe my body shouldn't be, um, getting bombarded by. Um, and then also just recently, you know, of course we know that, uh, uh, places like Starbucks and hotels already promote uh, as a big selling point that they have Wi-Fi and you should come in and use your um, apparatus uh, and and take advantage of the Wi-Fi in, in the store in the hotel. And then, of course, um, I have, and I'm sure lots of people have in their home, airports, so that from your main computer, you can also have other computers like laptops working in your house um, that that feed off the main computer. So that means, in a sense, you know, there's already Wi-Fi circulating around my house where I sleep, where I am in front of the computer a bunch of hours a day, and so on. Um, you know, we used to be worried about, or well, some people were worried about and tried to warn us about power lines, um, not living too close to a power line in the street. But this has gone way beyond uh, trying to live farther away from power lines. Now it's Wi-Fi that is, <laughs> that is encroaching upon us from all over. And then I happened to get in my uh, electric bill a, um, a customer connection, it says, Understanding EMF, Electric and Magnetic Fields. 
And I'll, I'll read some of that later in the show and ask my guests what they think. But basically, it's, um, it is some of the propaganda that I think my guests will talk about, uh, where there is this, this, um, determination to not make us worried about what can happen to us from these electric and magnetic fields. So, while I was thinking about all these things, um, I got a notice for a conference that's going to be coming on in November in New York that I'll tell you about at the end of the show that you might want to go to um, that is going to be discussing just this, the dangerous downside to the wireless revolution and um, electromagnetic fields. And two of I ha- my guests today are two of the people who are going to be speaking at this conference, and um, they're going to be telling us um, whether we are trading our health for the latest tech gizmo or electrical appliance, and um, what what actually that what we know about so far that that means, and it's a lot more than you're being led to believe that it means. So let me introduce my guests. Um, Dr. Martin Blank is a professor at Columbia University and the author of the upcoming book, Overpowered, The Dangers of Electromagnetic Radiation and What You Can Do About It. And Larry Gust, who is an MS, an MBA, and BBEC, you'll have to tell me what that means, um, and the president of the International Institute for Building Biology and Ecology. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, in, in electromagnetic field for dummies, <laughs> if you can talk in language that's like electromagnetic field for dummies, and first um, just give us sort of a, an introduction to what exactly is um, Wi-Fi and electromagnetic fields and, and before we get into um, why we should be concerned about it and what I'd like you to tell us about some of the anecdotes that you know of about how people have really been harmed by it. So first, if you could just kind of give us a baseline for what this is. So who do you wish to go first? Uh, Whichever, Dr. Blank, you go first. Well, let me start by saying that the uh, 200 years ago, there was no Wi-Fi in the environment. In fact, there was no electricity in the environment except for the lightning storms that occur naturally. And the fact is that we evolved as a species over, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of years in this kind of an environment, and we are suited to that kind of an environment. We were not meant to live in this kind of exposure. And the reason I say we are not meant to live, because the fact is that when we are in this kind of a field, things happen in our body that we don't, that that shouldn't happen. In other words, there are reactions that tell you that this is not a natural thing and that the body doesn't want to be there. We have done work at Columbia. We've done work on the stress response. You know, everybody knows that there's such a thing as adrenaline, that the body, when it comes in an environment where it has to knuckle down and do something in a hurry and save itself, it starts to secrete cortisol, adrenaline, and these are all the things that make your heart pump faster and you breathe faster and so on. Well, the cells have a similar thing, and they react to all kinds of dangers. They react when the temperature goes up. They react when there are chemicals in the environment. And they react when there's EMF around. And it doesn't take an awful lot of it to get this reaction started. So I'm telling you that we were not intended to live in this kind of an environment as living species and that our body is telling us by its reactions 
that we shouldn't be in it. We've got to protect ourselves from it. Yes, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Um, Larry, Gust? Yes, I could amplify, uh, amplify, but extend on what Martin is saying. And so, like, what is EMF? Well, this is all of the man-made electrical energies that we're generating in our environment, and it, it starts, you know, years ago with Thomas Edison and uh, uh, the power that runs our lights and refrigerators, and uh, years ago before the advent of wireless technologies, all we had were the effects of these power system-generated uh, energies that are in the air inside our offices and our homes, and when I started in this business of looking at people's homes, that's all there was some 20-odd years ago. And these were having an effect on people at that time, disturbed their sleep, disturbed their healing uh, response. Uh, some people had uh, much more negative reactions, headaches, you know, debilitation in the presence of those sorts of fields. And we have layered... And you're yes? talking about things like uh, uh, clock radios, any kind of electrical appliance. I'm talking about the appliances and the wiring in the walls and mm. the wiring that goes to the appliances. They mm. all are emitting things, electric and magnetic fields. So you know, we've layered on top of that over the last 20 years more and more of this wireless energy in the air. started with AM radio and FM radio and television, and it's, uh, it's, a- it's astronomically increased with the advent of uh, talking to people on cell phones and transmitting data through the air. And now the amount of, if this, if this were like blue smoke in the air, we wouldn't be able to see in, through the air anymore mm. because of the level of electromagnetic radiation, primarily what they call wireless uh, or communications radiation that is in the air everywhere. And so this is not just using wireless devices. Even if you are a Luddite and you don't use wireless devices, uh, you are still exposed to these energies, and depending on where you live and what's near you in terms of the antennas that project this energy into the environment, you can be in greater danger than if you live in areas that you are not exposed to these sorts of things, and this is sort of like passive smoke from years ago. Mm. You you don't have to do it to be affected by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yes, how how televisions came... We didn't really think about it so much when we were, you know, we were happy about radio and television and all that and, and um, didn't really think about things coming through the air, just like now we've moved up to uh, cell phones and so on, Wi-Fi, and, and uh, you know, we get so carried away by all the conveniences or all um, how we, we like being in, in, you know, thinking of ourselves as being so high-tech, um, but we don't really think about about what you were just saying, all the you know the increase in swirling around us of these um, fields, and you know it's interesting uh, that even in the home, like you were saying about the wires, um, even appli- when appliances aren't on, they project this um, electromagnetic field. So it's not even just you know not standing in front of your microwave when you when you have something when you turn that's it on. Right. That's right. That's but right. just being around these things, um, even when they're not turned on. Yeah, well, the I would add to that, Carol. Oh. The, oh, sorry, go ahead, Martin. No, I was saying the worst thing is that you don't feel it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And its effects are not noticed until many years later. One of the things that's happened, from, there was a study done in, in, uh, in Finland where they found that the, there was an increase in melanoma when they started broadcasting FM. 
Hmm. And those who live closer to two FM stations have a greater risk of getting melanoma than those who live near one FM broadcasting. And the Hmm. thing is that this uh, melanoma is different. Melanoma used to be only on the exposed parts of the skin because it came from the ultraviolet from sunlight. Now it comes from radio frequency stuff at FM frequencies, and it's all over the body. So you have these changes that are occurring that we don't feel, but when they happen, they're pretty bad. And some of and them. I will say, I'll say, Martin, that uh, you know you, you, the, a prophet is never listened to in his own land. My kids have Wi-Fi in their home, and my granddaughter had a melanoma on her back. And huh. it, it, this is like uh, at uh, ten years old. And I, you know, her bedroom is right next to the wireless internet base station. Cool. All, the, all the talking in the world uh, doesn't achieve anything, I'm afraid. I'm sorry to say. Oh, my. Uh, whenever they introduce a new technology, they usually try and say it's safe. But the fact of the matter is all of this has been introduced without worrying about safety. When mm-hmm. one puts a drug out there, you have to test it and show. Now the arguments are that, well, nobody's proved that it's dangerous. Well, mm-hmm. you've got to wait 20 years until a cancer mm-hmm. shows up. Mm-hmm. No. And the fact of the matter is that it's never like everybody, not everybody who smokes gets lung cancer. Right, not right. And so exactly this is right, not the kind of proof you need. You, need but, the bi- you can get it from the biology, and that's well, what I was talking about earlier. Yes, and I need to interrupt you now because we have to take a break. We will come back to all of this, of course, after the break. Um, my guests are Martin Blank and Lawrence Gust. They are leaders in this field of um, electromagnetic fields and uh, all the dangers that they can cause that aren't really being... Uh, uh, promoted, you know, talked about very much. Um, promoted less than telling you to buy the the new wire, newest wireless device. Um, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And when we come back, we'll talk more about the dangerous downside to the wireless revolution. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. 
Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about dangerous, the dangerous downside to the wireless revolution with two leaders in that field, Martin Blank and Larry Gust. And before the break, um, Larry was telling us about um, the, the sad story of how his uh, children and, uh, didn't, listen to, <laughs> didn't listen to him and um, how his 10-year-old granddaughter um, was an unfortunate example of what can happen when you get exposed too much to these rays um, and how she was diagnosed with melanoma. And I was asking during the break if she's okay now. Unfortunately, she is. But what, what happened when she got that diagnosis? Did your children then wake up and say, you know, what you've been telling us all this time is right, or what happened? Well, this is the issue we have. You, you, you can't generalize from a sample of one. Right. And there's no proof that the wireless Internet did this versus some other sort of, uh, of event that caused it to happen. And so, no, they, didn't, they did not care to listen, and they still utilize Wi-Fi in their house. Hmm. But one should, one should shut the Wi-Fi off when you finish with it. That's, most people don't do that. They keep it going all the time because it's inconvenient to turn it on and off. And the fact this of the matter is, is, there's no need to keep it on. When you finish with it, shut it off. Well, are you talking about turning computers off or turning something additional off? There's a power switch that one can get everything coming into the, uh, to your uh, electronic gear through a, uh, a cord that has all the plugs in, into this. And then you the can power, a power strip. We're talking about a power. Yes. And then just yeah. turn that off when you finish. Mm. Okay. Then well, that's that something means, simple that people could do and should do. Well, I have a power strip, and I don't turn it off. Hmm. Particularly one other thing. One other thing is that, that you should remember, especially men who carry their cell phones in their pockets, they should shut it off because whenever it's on, it is communicating with the towers. And that's how the towers know where you are so they can send you a call. There's no need for to have it on all the time. What you can do is shut it off, and then when you, find, uh, when you want to listen to it, you turn it on and ask for your calls. Mm. So the thing is, that's another easy thing to do. Well, now, are you saying, have there been studies um, showing that uh, these, the Wi-Fi uh, is harmful to the male sex organs if they're carrying well, it in their pocket? Definitely. There have been studies that have shown there's a decrease in sperm count, there's a decrease in sperm motility, and it varies with the extent to which people use the phone. Hmm. Okay. Um, what a lot of studies have been done in, in, uh, in the, I think, the Cleveland Clinic. There's a, a, a number of papers by someone called Agarwal, A-G-A-R-W-A-L, who has found that there is this correlation between exposure to uh, these signals and the uh, decrease in infertility. And is there, I would imagine there might be a similar thing for women who, you know, the tendency um, when you're sitting in your car, um, if you have a cell phone, might be (laughs) for some people... um, to put it to keep it between their legs as opposed to in the console oh. or somewhere else is has so they tend to keep it in their bra or and yeah that there too are cases, and there are cases where they diagnose breast cancer in the place where they uh, on on the side that where women tend to favor to put it 
Hmm. So, I mean, there are a lot of instances that really point to this uh, pretty, pretty clearly. Now, it's not 100%. I mean, this is not the kind of information that you'd like. You do an experiment in the lab, and you get this reaction, and you can say this is the reaction that will occur all the time or virtually all the time. This doesn't happen. With people, it's very different. People, you know, years ago they did a study of skin resistance, how the skin will stop an electrical current from going into the body. And there's a factor of about 100 between the most sensitive and the least sensitive. When you try and get regulations for people, you've got to cope with that. People are so different from each other. Mm-hmm. And how do you make legislation and, and protection for, the, for people with, with such a wide variation? So, okay, so what do you think about what I was saying at the beginning um, about, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe um, uh, Larry, you might have heard about this since you're in Southern California. Did you hear about the politician who wanted to, who wants to bring Wi-Fi to all of L.A.? Well, I was out of the country for the last two weeks, so maybe I missed that. But this, you know, this has been typical. Many towns have had this or actually done it. Uh, yes. And it's a terrible idea because the antennas for, the, for the, the system could end up on the street outside your bedroom. It's just absolutely insane. So why uh, aren't thing, there one more thing, people? One thing, Carol, I thought yeah. that might be worthwhile for your listeners is that we, we need to characterize what, it is that we, what are we talking about here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about wireless internet connections, cordless telephones, sometimes called deck phones, cellular telephones, uh, sometimes uh, these wireless games like uh, uh, Xbox 360. We're talking about wireless uh, utility meters called smart meters that are being put in all over the country. These are all cut from the same cloth. They all have the same effect. Well, now, if one were a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> would one's, one might suggest that this is kind of on purpose. Or what do you think? No, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, just, it's another capitalistic, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm anti-capital, but it's uh, driven by money, and great big giant amounts of money are being made in this new technology area, and that's uh, running uh, you know, roughshod over everything, including the politicians uh, who might want to do something about this, and even the researchers who might want to actually do uh, independent research on this, and Martin probably can comment more on that. They're being really being prevented from, from doing the kind of research that we would need to really understand all of the factors here. How are they being pre- prevented, Martin? Well, they take the grants away. That's number one. They lobby. There was, uh, uh, the EPA was going to come out with a report saying that the, uh, this uh, technology, and this is before it really went to the extent that it has, when before cell phones were, were really selling in a big way, they said that there's a possibility and that one ought to try and uh, control it. And they had a big report in draft, and the EPA was, there was pressure, the EPA budget was cut, and they were told oh. to drop this, so that report was never issued. Wow. And I remember speaking with the, uh, the man who was in charge of that project, and, uh, yeah, that's what happened. They, they just, that's the way they cut this stuff out. They, they, stopped, the, uh, the, they stopped the support. They stopped the uh, grants that can do the research so that you don't get money. The, uh, 
the uh, EPA was told that they shouldn't deal with that thing. It's not a part of the environmental protection. Or something. Hmm. So, and on the, other, on the other side of the coin, the industry is funding studies that they're having done, which are showing what would you expect? No effect. Uh-huh. It's quite, quite, quite easy to gin up a study that shows no effect if you select the variables and the, and the people who are going to participate in the study in the right way. So, yes, that's, that, like, that's uh, when the television, It's like when the television industry uh, or the video game industry funds uh, studies about video game violence and tries to show or shows, according to their research, unlike everybody else's, that there is no effect. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so that's where we are, and we've got you know, we've got no hope for the government because the government is actually in bed with the cell phone industry because they're earning. Uh, 5% uh, uh, of the uh, net revenues the cell phone companies go to the federal government. And the, uh, the airwaves which were sold to the cell companies and which to carry these signals were sold to them on the time payment plan. And they're paying the federal government so and so much money to buy, you know, for the billions of dollars that the government charged for these frequencies that the, uh, that the cell phone conversations are being carried on. So... You can't help hope for much from the government. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the original legislation was loaded so that nobody can sue for health reasons. In other words, that's one of the things that was uh, specifically not allowed. So if you and claim that there's a health problem, you can't sue the companies and stop them. Wow. You mean like you couldn't sue the T-Mobile, for example, if you uh, or, or what? Um, well, it's in the legislation, the Telecommunications Act. Uh, of 1992. It's been around since that long. Clinton, I think it was Clinton's administration. They put that in the, in the law, that, uh, that health reasons are not, that's not part of, uh, you cannot control, you cannot bring that argument to bear in this issue. And the law was written by the cell phone industry. Wow. And so... Um, well, now, can, can, do you have other stories, um, unfortunate anecdotes about, like, for example, I know that um, there are issues regarding tumors, as we were just talking about, reproductive um, issues we were just talking about. What about heart problems and neurological impairments that may be linked to EMF? Well, if you're, if you're interested in the, the, the fact that there, are, you know, that there can be problems associated with this stuff, there, there are problems associated with power lines as well. I mean, exposure to, to that kind of a signal is, also, is still a problem. And there was yeah. a great study that was started ba- about 15 years ago uh, in, in uh, California where they uh, determined whether sleeping on a, uh, one of these electric mattresses, these heated uh-huh. Could affect, uh, you know, pregnancies, and they found there was an increase in miscarriages, and you know, and they re they rewired and all that kind of stuff, and so uh, that has died. The issue has died, but somebody followed up on the women who gave birth after <laughs> from that study, and they followed up on the children. The children are now about twelve, thirteen years old. Uh huh. Huge increase in. Uh, in, in asthma and in obesity in this population. Their risks has gone up, and the exposure that the mother had at the time was pretty minimal. I think it was the order of maybe uh, just a two or three milligauss. Very, very low. That's the kind of stuff that you might find in a, in a room where there's just wiring going around in the walls. 
Right. So yeah. it really is a scary thing. And you can look up the man's papers. It's a Dr. D.K. Lee, L.I., and a, a group of uh, investigators with him. So it's interesting that it's almost like the sins of the fathers are carried out on the children. Here's and I would, have ex- I would have expected also an increase in cancers in, that, in those children, like well, uh, in leukemia, for example. Oh, yes. Well, there's leukemia has been uh, linked to exposure to power lines, and the, uh, the fields there are also very low. They, they are, uh, the risk doubles when you have fields as low as 3 or 4 milligauss, which, again, is a very, very low value. I would extend on that. I would extend on that, Martin, and say that the uh, the electric field, which is the second field that comes from from your power systems in the house, has been shown in that study up in Toronto at the at the power company to be more important uh, than magnetic fields in the development of some cancers. Yep, uh, that that study was. I don't think it was really published. It was just. Uh, I, m- I remember hearing about it. But uh, I, n- I never saw a full paper on that. Well, we need to take another break, unfortunately. I'm hearing the music in my ear. Uh, my guests are Martin Blank and Lawrence Gust. They are experts in the field of electromagnetic fields and uh, kind of opening our eyes to some of the things that are, are being kept hidden. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. When we come back, we'll hear more. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into Around the World in a Glass, presented by Sportsman's. We're a show all about wine, spirits, and other beverages. Your host, Kimber Stonehouse, is a professional expert and wine enthusiast. Each week, we'll focus on a different region of the world, discuss wines and other beverages, talk about some of the top restaurants in the region, and what to pair with which wine. Just listening could make you almost an expert. Around the World in a Glass is heard live every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, warning you or having... Uh, leading guests in the field warn you, um, this is beyond what I even uh, uh, had had a sense of, 
um, in regard to the dangers of the power lines and and electrical outlets and uh, cell phones, of course, and all these different um, things that that produce electric and magnetic fields that are surrounding us in an increasing density. Um, and we're going to talk about what we can do about it as well. But I want to introduce my guest in a little more detail. Martin Blank, Dr. Martin Blank, is a professor uh, at Columbia University in the Department of Physiology and Cellular Biophysics. He's a leading expert in the effects of electromagnetic fields on DNA and biology and past president of the Bioelectromagnetic Society. And he is the author of the forthcoming book called Overpowered, The Dangers of Electromagnetic Radiation and What You Can Do About It. And Larry Gust is, has lots of initials, BS, MBA. Now those everybody knows, but what's BBEC? Building Biology Environmental Consultant. Ah, okay. <laughs> he's one of the foremost experts in EMF remediation in the U.S. He's an electrical engineer and president of the board of the International Institute for Building Biology and Ecology. And he specializes in complete assessments of homes for environmental factors, including EMFs, and the growing human sensitivity to environmental toxins. Um, you know, since you, you're in Southern California, you should be um, called into the current problem that there is in the Malibu High School. I'm sure you've heard about that, right? Well, I've heard about, uh, about well, arguments and issues around uh, Wi-Fi in schools, both in the L.A. Unified School District and many other schools. Well, in Malibu recently, um, they found that there were a number of teachers who have developed different physical problems, including particularly thyroid disorders and thyroid cancer. And so they're, they've just started uh, doing an investigation. And, of course, the investigation that the school did um, didn't turn up anything, but then the parents are, have been talking to try to get their own investigation going because you wouldn't expect the school to necessarily right. come up with their own bi- positive findings, just like in Beverly Hills. Uh, high school, there was an increase of cancer that uh, that was discovered some years ago. Uh, related, actually, that was related to an oil um, right. refinery right. nearby, and of course, you know, the school never they denied that there was any connection. Um, let's uh, talk about um, are the socio-cultural issues. Um, why, I mean, can either of you address why it is advisable to discourage media multitasking, especially in children? I don't hear oh, anyone jumping. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an, an educator in that sense. I mean, I, I teach, but it's a specialized kind of teaching. This is the kind of stuff I guess you need a psychologist or somebody. Well, I mean, I certainly, level. yes, I mean, I certainly, I didn't know if there was some... Um, some electromagnetic, uh, you know, scientific kind of reason for that. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm horrified to see more and more, as I'm sure you both have been seeing, um, people sitting at the table in restaurants, for example. They're sitting with a group of colleagues or friends or family, and instead of paying attention and connecting emotionally to the people that they're with, um, they're busy looking at their, you know, smartphones. God forbid um, uh, they should miss a uh, tweet, for example, well, or you know, at a the text. Break, at, at the break, we were talking about the fact that there's a, a very heavy addiction uh, component to the use of these wireless devices. You see people who, you know, they can't spend 30 seconds without, without checking 
their phone to see if a message has come in, and I think these sorts of behaviors are reflected in social situations where everybody's more interested in what's on their iPhone because it's become an addiction to them. And we were uh, were saying at break that there's actually an addiction treatment center that opened, I believe, in New Jersey about a month ago that actually treats addiction to wireless devices. And so that is a, you know, a significant issue. And Yes, I think it has wife... become an addiction. It's, I know that there are problems, uh, relationship problems. Um, you know, husbands and wives are just boyfriends and girlfriends who um, get into arguments because of uh, their significant other spending more time, you know, being distracted um, by their smartphone, for example, than than by paying it than instead of paying attention to them. And of course, there's also the um, you know the uh, increasing problem of uh, people in a relationship looking at the text history um, of their significant other and finding out that they're cheating or or the other or they're not cheating, and the the other one comes and realizes that their significant other has been snooping, and that starts an argument. I mean, it's been the basis of of countless arguments um, in couples about this. And it's interesting because I do believe that it's an addiction, and it used to be an addiction to computers, you know, to email in, in, in computers, that people couldn't, when they heard the little um, noise go off, if they have it set so that it makes a noise, um, they couldn't resist stopping what they were doing and going to check what the, what the latest email is. And, of course, most of the time it was spam. Um, and now it has spread to these other devices and and become more intense and it is really a problem a psychological problem in and a a relationship problem not just in couples but relationships amongst colleagues and just people in general people are 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 not relating to other people as much as they are um, to their their smart devices and then I think um, uh, was Martin, you were saying, starting to talk about the memory issues. Oh, yes, that's, that's a recent addition. People are, are not developing memory because they can quickly call, call anything up. You know, you just type in something into Google and they'll, they'll give you a whole bunch of stuff so you don't have to remember. In fact, many people don't remember phone numbers anymore. They have this play it right away on your, uh, on your screen and you'll see the number you have to call. You don't even have to dial it. You can just click on it and it's so there's so many things that are happening in our in our world that we just don't realize and what it's doing is it's eroding the natural powers that we had developed with without these devices and it's it's a pity because uh you'd like to think that uh you'd want to have a lot of this stuff at your at your beck and call and if you're machine fails or the battery goes down or something like that, then you want to be able to, you want to have the skills. You want to have the ability to do what you want to do. Yes, and, you know, even in cars, we haven't really talked about cars, but um, the more later model cars are, are putting things in there um, that, are, that depend more on electromagnetic fields, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, that's true because you are, you know, everybody wants the ability to have their, use their cell phone in the car, but you can't because legislation prevents you from having one in your hand. So the car companies have provided the ability to, you know, have this thing work in the car without holding the phone through a system that's in the car. 
and you hook up to your phone through something called Bluetooth that uh, you set the phone down in the car and it links up with the system in the car and then you use the radio speakers and some built-in built-in microphones that are in the car to be able to, you know, to talk over your cell phone. I, I think there are studies, and maybe you've heard of this too, Martin, that, that show there's a significant, uh, there's as much uh, a problem with talking on your cell phone, not holding it, it's having the conversation, as there is with drinking and driving. It just reduces yeah. your attention, you, and you can't driving handle Driving requires full-time attention. That's, if you're driving, you better Pay attention to to what's on the road. But well, you can't you know can't tell you how many people your listeners see who are texting on their phone as they're driving down the road. And this will work until something happens that requires your attention, and then you're in big trouble. Yes, you know there was a famous plastic surgeon who died a couple of years ago, um, and because he was texting driving down Pacific Coast Highway, and he kind of went over the edge. And uh, his car went over the edge. <laughs> he might have, I, I can't speak to his psyche, but his car went over the edge. And, you know, so you would think, I mean, and look at that always amazed me because someone, a plastic surgeon, you know, someone who is so adept with his fingers, and even somebody like that can, can be so distracted that, um, that you know, he, and he died, um, could die in an accident like that. Um, but but going back to the car, so in a sense, we're we if we have those kinds of things, um, we're sitting in it. We're we're driving and sitting in an atmosphere of these elect surrounded by these like a little cocoon, right? Of these electromagnetic waves. Yeah, but they're all over. The people who uh, have cars with steel belted tires, <laughs> they get significant fields from the rotation of these little steel belts going around hmm. and uh, there are fields in the back seats that people have measured where they're near the tires and yeah uh, they're quite they're, they're quite large that's correct yeah well and you know there, there are fields there are fields all over you were mentioning that the school in Malibu you know there was a study done in, in a school district in California at La Quinta where they found there was a correlation between the kinds of Noisy signals, that is the radio frequency on power lines that occurs because of all the equipment that's used in, in circuitry, uh, that the teachers that were in classrooms with the higher amount of radio frequency noise in there had a higher risk of cancers. And this was, and really this was all coming off the wires, right, Martin? That's saying, right. Yeah. right. This was from the wires and not the wireless stuff. This uh-huh. was wireless <laughs> Yeah. And the study, you can look it up. It was La Quinta, Q-U-I-N-T-A. And uh, it was, uh, it was a, yeah, it really was remarkable that it, it happened in specifically in the classrooms where the mm. teachers, you know, they, they were in particular classrooms, and that, those were the ones associated with the incidence of the disease. Well, that, me... you know, that might make... Um, Go ahead. I was saying that, Mike, it makes a good segue to talking about, well, if we're exposed to all this stuff everywhere and the government isn't going to control it, what are we going to do? And, yes. Uh, I don't know whether Martin agrees yes. with me. I, but I want to get to that, but I to, to another segue, I mean, just to, to one thing, I wanted to read something from the um, part of what I got in the my Southern California Edison bill. Um, Many researchers believe that if there is a risk of adverse health effects from usual residential exposures to EMF, it is probably just at the detection limit of human health studies. 
Nonetheless, the possible risk warrants further investigation. The varying results, varying results from epidemiological studies which looked at estimated EMF exposures and childhood leukemia are consistent with a weak link. Laboratory studies, including studies investigating a possible mechanism for health effects, provide little or no evidence to support this weak link. And then I'll, I'll well, I'll, I'll, you get the gist. I mean, I'll, well, I'll I, I, to... I mean, I think that's a, a convenient interpretation of the fact. Exactly. The, the, we the, we uh, need to take the... another break, and when we come back, we'll talk about. I mean, this is an example of some of the propaganda. And when we come back, we'll talk. We will segue into what can be done about this because we can't depend upon being told the truth from the government or our our friendly electrical company. My my guests today are Martin Blank and Larry Gust. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Stay tuned for what you can do about all this now that we've freaked you out of your mind. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about the dark side, the dangerous downside to the wireless revolution. And um, we're going to be talking now about what you can do about it in your own uh, home and, and so on. And uh, just to give you another example of um, the propaganda put out by Southern California Edison, they said, given the uncertainty of the issue, the medical and scientific communities have been unable to conclude that usual residential exposures to EMF cause health effects and so on. I mean, it goes on and it talks about magnetic fields, you know, gives examples and so on. So tell us about, well, during the break you were talking to each other about uh, how some of these studies are skewed, and then tell us if you could each talk about what, give us some tips about what we can do about all this mess. Well, Martin, why don't you go ahead and recount what you were just saying on the break. Oh, well, I think it's probably, uh, to give the details of how they set up the studies, it's just it, the fact that people could not come to a, a conclusion that, that everybody would agree to because the fact of the matter is 
they didn't have proper exposure. People didn't, you didn't know who was actually exposed to what, and the numbers are all screwy. And uh, it, they managed to waste a lot of time and waste a lot of money and come to no conclusion, whereas the science, the science has been moving ahead. In fact, there was recently, that it just came out this past month, where they, somebody did a study on uh, the fruit flies. Now, fruit flies have been the basis for a lot of the genetic studies that were done to clarify what happens with humans. Well, they found that fruit flies, when they're exposed to radio frequency radiation, radio frequency microwaves, from various devices, get damage. They get damage to their DNA, they get, and they get damage to the eggs that are developing so that they don't get as many flies born as a result. Mm. This has been the, these have been studies that have been done with humans as well. DNA oh. damage was established very early on, and it was, it was such a devastating kind of finding that industry tried to destroy the scientists who, who had found it. Huh. And so he's, he is doing all right. And the fact is that he has been found to have done a very good job and got the good results. In other words, people have been able to verify what he found. But EMF will take DNA and cause damage. There was a study that was done in, uh, recently in Iceland where they have a very good DNA library. The people there are very closely related from the small population. And so they have good DNA information. And they found that there is a correlation between damage to DNA and, the, uh, and an increase in autism. Okay. They, wow. Okay, well, let me, let me, I need to stop you here because I want you to be able to have, we only have a few minutes left, and I want to make sure that you can give us some tips. You said earlier in the show about turning off the power strip, which is an easy thing that we all should be able to do. What else can we do? Well, I said the power switch on, on these devices. You may not want to turn off the power switch on a refrigerator, but you want to keep the right. food from <laughs> Right. So, I mean, one should, not, one should realize what you've got that you need and use it and, and prepare to, to keep that functioning. But you don't need a cell phone all the time. Just turn it off so that it doesn't keep on communicating with the tower. And uh, you, you don't need a, uh, the Wi-Fi in your house when you go to sleep. In fact, there are many things that you don't need that you should turn off, and there's no reason to keep it on. That's, uh, the, the cell phone and the Wi-Fi are two things that are easy to remember and easy to get rid of, to turn off when you're not using. And I would add to that, Martin, that the cordless telephone, which is a, as, as strong or stronger source of radiation as is the wireless router, the Wi-Fi, should be, should be gotten rid of. And you should go back to cordless telephones. You need to have that. Another thought is to put, uh, you could put a timer on your uh, wireless uh, router and it could turn off at 11 o'clock. Uh, I think um, the uh, best practice we could have is to make uh, a sleeping place which has low electromagnetic stress in it. You know, removing all the wires in, under, and around the bed, uh, not having lamps on either side of the bed that are plugged in, mm. perhaps turning off the circuit breaker that supplies the uh, power to the plugs in the room and any rooms that are adjoining the bedroom, getting rid of Wi-Fi and cell phones from the bedroom, getting rid of uh, cordless telephones from your house. Uh, there are, you know, there are people that measure these sorts of energies and find out if you're having significant exposure from outside your house, and then there are ways to 
to shield your bedrooms against this and sleep in a you know, very low EMF environment. And the other, you know, the last thing I would mention is that uh, wiring errors in houses, which in California are probably, I find them in 75% of houses, uh, cause elevated magnetic fields that don't need to be there where they wired correctly, and those things can be uncovered and, and repaired. It's more effort to do that, and you need professional help. But the other things I've mentioned and Martin's mentioned, you can, you can do those tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what about if you do have a base station uh, that provides Wi-Fi, you know, an airport system, um, where can you put it in the house that... that... Nowhere. Uh-huh. Nowhere in the house. You just have to turn it off at night when you go, to, at all. When you go to bed. That's the, that's the best solution uh-huh. I can think of if you've got to have one. And I wanted to mention baby monitors. They're another horrible thing. Mm. They're like another another wireless internet base station, and it's right in the baby's room, transmitting you know to wherever the other end of that thing is in the house. That and and, and television for babies. It's wireless. It's terrible, terribly high uh, uh, power density numbers in the air in the baby's room. It's just absolutely insane. Yes, and this is what they used to use in these uh, rooms with preemies. That the, uh, all these incubators and all these various mm-hmm. devices for measuring uh, respiration. Mm, yeah. And so, so have they done a study that showed that preemies who spent more time in those kinds of incubators are more likely to get some kind of health problems? Preemies have always had more health problems. I don't know if anyone's done that. Yes, but I mean in regard to the electromagnetic fields. Well, uh, part of what they have is the result of exposure, and usually it's for several weeks while they're, uh, you know, they're just getting accustomed to being in in the uh, outside of the uh, the nice uterine environment, which takes care of all their needs. Yeah. Now they have to live in the in the uh, in the real world. Yes. Well, I want to make sure since we are coming to a close, I want to make sure that I um, tell people where they can find out more about this which would be by going to, you, to the panel that you're both going to be speaking at. Uh, it's going to be in New York on um, November 15th in the evening, Friday, November 15th from 7 to 10. It's called How to Protect Ourselves and Growing Children from Electromagnetic Fields. And you can, um, I'll give you two websites that you can go to to find out more about this. One is opencenter.org. That's where it's going to be held, opencenter.org. And also um, electromagnetichealth.org, electromagnetichealth.org. If you go to those um, websites, you can uh, uh, get more information about this topic and about my guests. And, uh, you know, you can decide whether you would like to go to this panel in New York to get to hear, hear even more about this. Um, you know, it's, it is, it, you know, it's, it's, what's the biggest concern is that, uh, as you were pointing out, that it's hard to, uh, it's hard to get the right information other than if you go to a panel like this or, or you're listening to my radio show. Um, but we need more people like you to be spreading the word. Carol, I will point out to you that the remember you mentioned the Building Biology Organization. Mm-hmm. There's a website called buildingbiology.net. It's an it's a nonprofit uh, educational website, and there's a huge amount of information on this and other uh, indoor environmental issues. Okay, buildingbiology.net. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. 
to know. Um, so what are you, in the minute or so that we have left, do each of you, have you, each of you um, made your homes and environments uh, as pure as possible? I have. I shielded my... I shielded my bedroom, and I turn off the power at night, and I have no cordless devices, wireless devices in my house. Yeah, well, I would say amen. Uh, well, that's the same. I yes, mean, you, you, you know, do as much as you can. That's basically yes, it. Yes, yes. And, and, and um, try to speak out when people suggest that we should make whole cities Wi-Fi. And it's particularly uh, annoying to me when so many people are just having cell phones now and they don't even have landlines. At least they could reduce their exposure by keeping a landline and talking when they're home on their landline. Well, thank you very much. Again, my guests have been Martin Blank and Larry Gust. Thank you so much. Obviously, very um, thank you for for cluing us into some of the things that all we wanted to know that we that we were afraid to ask, and we won't get uh, too many places elsewhere. So, thank you again. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.